0: Studios.
1: This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. And uh, good morning to you, everybody. Okay, what an eventful day, followed by an
0: eventful evening last night. Yes. What? Am I too excited?
1: I, I believe today was preceded by last night. What Today. Today is Monday.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes. No. I was...
1: <laughs> we literally ran sorry. from our radio you, studio to our podcast studio because Doug's I, about to do a fucking announcement.
0: I know. We'll get to his announcement in a second, but I'm still like buzzing over and obviously up late, clearly, uh, over the Super Bowl. Shit. Are we going to talk about that later or first or when can we do this? I know we're waiting on Doug right now as we record this podcast because we want to have this in for you.
1: Which is great. I think Doug has finally caught on to the vast audience of After 9. And so he knows now to do the news conferences where we can carry them live in the podcast and not miss an entire day of the news cycle. So we'll take Doug in just a sec, a little primer on that, and then we're going to talk Super Bowl. We're going to talk about I love this fight. That happened at Disney World between two sisters. It's so good. It's a great story. We'll talk about that and more. Yesterday, I was supposed to go to Cleveland and I got up early in the morning and I checked the app and the bridges were fine. There were no delays. And I thought, here we go. It's on. I'm going. I drove all the way to Fort Erie. Last exit before the bridge, police shut down the highway. I said, hey, what's going on here? They said, yeah, yeah, we shut down the highway. I don't even know an alternate because we're all from Mississauga, but it's okay. Uh, Just take side streets to the bridge. And I said, okay, fine, I'll take the side streets. So I detoured in and around and I grabbed myself a coffee before I got to the bridge only to find out they had the bridge closed off. The bridge itself was open, but the road to the bridge was closed. That was police, not demonstrators. Police shut down the bridge going into the states, even Mm. though it was coming into Canada. That was a problem at the Ambassador Bridge. So I assume they were expecting shit to go down yesterday. It didn't. And then the protesters in Windsor got cleared out. This in response to Doug declaring a state of emergency on Friday. Windsor police did a good job. They needed some some reinforcements. Not a ton, but they needed some. And once they had it, they got everything cleared. That's why I can't figure out why Justin Trudeau is still talking about invoking the Emergency Measures Act. But apparently that's going to happen today. Last night, what kind of an asshole does this? Justin Trudeau called a cabinet meeting during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Seriously, dude? Because if I were one of your cabinet ministers getting ready to watch the game, knowing about that halftime show coming up, and then my phone goes off... I don't know. What do they have a group chat or how does the prime minister communicate no with his cabinet? How, I ministers? don't know how
0: they alert each other. I just picture like a bat phone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. No, 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 no. Ring.
1: Hey, guys, yes. we're going to have a meeting tonight at 7. I'll bet you collectively every single one of those cabinet ministers not thought, a... you fucking asshole, yeah. this is crazy. You had three weeks to deal with this, and you want to have a meeting during the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. So now today the prime minister is going to consult with the provinces reportedly on invoking the Emergency Measures Act, and that is not something that gets done lightly. This is something that needs to be done uh, very carefully and very precisely. It The last time it was done was by Trudeau Sr., <laughs> So here we are. We're right back in the thickest shit. We will see what that turns into. But they're having a hell of a time trying to get the protesters out of Ottawa. The news there, though, and, you know, I mean, people have been calling on the mayor of Ottawa to do something about the, the blockades and, and get Ottawa reopened again. So he actually did do something. He says he doesn't have the right police numbers to go in and get rid of the protesters. Mm-hmm. So he did what we've been saying you should do since day one. He talked to them. He negotiated with them. He made him a deal. If you guys pull your trucks out of the residential neighborhoods and just put them over by Parliament Hill, you'll get the meeting with me that you want. The Truck driver said, okay, sure. That's what we want. We want to talk. We want to talk to people who can make decisions. So, lo and behold, conversation's going to happen today. They made a deal. People in the Ottawa residential neighborhoods are happy. There's going to be no trucks there as of noon today. And that's just the one thing that Justin won't do. He wouldn't do it in Windsor, and he's certainly not doing it in Ottawa. And I can't figure out why. Although today the federal conservatives have forced a vote in Ottawa that would require the Trudeau government to get rid of the mandates across Canada. They're saying Justin needs to start following the science... He needs to get rid of the mandates. So it's going to be lots of drama today, waiting to see if they're going to move in on the protesters in Ottawa. Are we actually going to call in the armed forces? Because I don't know that we're going to do that. I don't know that that's a good idea. I believe two election campaigns ago, it was Justin Trudeau trying to scare everybody by saying Stephen Harper would have soldiers in the streets. Well, this is an interesting twist of irony, isn't it? We'll see what happens with the Emergency Measures Act. And we are still waiting for Doug to come out uh, so far.
0: <laughs> Why do they bother, by the way? Why do they bother saying, hey, it's 930 when they know it's not going to be 930? Well, you know, Does anyone I... check with him and the team and say, hey, guys, is it actually 930 or is it 10? Why don't you just say 10 to be safe? Hey, good idea. That's we'll a great question. say 10 to be safe. Like, I don't know. This is how it works in life. Why doesn't it work this way? I don't get it. Yeah, or let someone else say a time, and then they just assume that they'd be ready at that time?
1: Listen, if you have a 9.30 news conference, you're going to start that news conference around 9.35, 9.36. What you want to do is let the media get their top hour or bottom hour newscast out of the way, and then they can go right to you. Well, you're kind of blowing the whole thing up here, guys, when you're uh, now 14 minutes late. And this is one that, even though it just got announced this morning... People are ready for this one. Mm -hmm. I think most people are ready. I I took some shit on social media on the weekend because of what I posted on Facebook. And it was very simple. For two years now, I've been posting the numbers every day. And my post said, hey, guys, just so you know, today, after two years, is going to be the last day of me doing this. COVID is over. Restrictions are being dropped. Mandates are ending. It's time to move on. And there were a lot of people who wanted to correct me and say, oh, you're crazy, Covid's not over. Just because you're done with Covid doesn't mean Covid's done with you. All those cliches. Right. It's over, guys. I'm, Listen, I'm sorry to tell you, but no, it's over.
0: No, it, when it, it's the same. The same message. I'll tell those people the same message that we had for a while. If they, if and when, I mean, it's going to happen. It's a when, but if let's say today is the day that they announce, hey, as of let's say March 1st or or the 28th of February, no vax passports. Great. I think we can all agree those should be like those could be on tonight, and we'd be fine with it. That's great. And if, let's say, restrictions lifted completely by end of March, right? That's one of the rumors. End of March. March, you know, whatever. 30th, let's say it happens. 31st. Um, You don't, if you're not feeling safe, you don't need to go. You know, you don't need to go out. You don't need to go to these places if you're not feeling safe about it. That is still a choice at the end of the day for you.
1: But they don't like that choice. They like choices where, well, if you don't like the idea of losing your job, just get the shot. When we know it's not that simple. Of so course it's when, not. when people throw it back at them and say, Well, if you don't wanna if you don't feel safe going out, then don't go out. They don't like that one.
0: Yeah, but it's it is quite simple. It, that is how simple it is. Yeah. If I didn't feel safe going somewhere, and there are some places I still won't go because I don't feel safe, I just don't go to them. Yeah. I don't I don't bitch and moan at the people going to it. Go to whatever you're comfortable go if you wanna have a party, have a fucking party. If you're not if I'm not comfortable going to a party a room full of like whatever it is that we're allowed at this point, I won't do it. It's really that's it is that simple. You could try to make it seem complex and complicated. It's, It's not. It's simple. Your choice is your choice for you, your family, whatever you want to do. That's your choice. But let's open things up a little bit more for the people who are comfortable with it.
1: Ah, and just on that, a great segue. Remember, we'll talk about the Super Bowl coming up. Here's
2: Premier Doug Ford. well good morning (laughs) as I've said from the very beginning the extraordinary measures that we introduced during this pandemic were always intended as a last resort and I stood at this very podium and promised you that these tools would only be used for as long as as they were absolutely necessary and not one day longer Mm -hmm. the removal of these measures has always been our objective. And something we have collectively worked towards for months now. We started in January when we welcomed kids back to class and opened businesses. Since then, key indicators have steadily improved. At the peak of Omicron wave, over 4,000 people were hospitalized with COVID-19 in Ontario. That number has now dropped to 1,500. While percent positivity hit highs of nearly 40% in early January, it has now dropped to 13%. And Ontario's healthcare workforce continues to stabilize as we lift Directive 2 and restart more surgeries. Because of this progress, we heard from our chief medical officer of health, Dr. Moore, two weeks ago, and again last week, that we were fast approaching a time when we could safely remove restrictions. Over the weekend, I received recommendations from Dr. Moore on a plan to safely reopen our economy and remove Ontario's vaccine passport system. I've accepted these recommendations. And so today I can announce that beginning on February 17th, we will remove all capacity limits except for sporting events, concert venues and theatres, which will be capped at 50%. Some higher risk settings will also be capped at 25%. Social gathering limits will increase to 25 people indoors and 100 people outdoors organized public events will increase to 50 people indoors with no limits outdoors. Effective March the 1st, we intend to eliminate capacity limits in all indoor public settings. At the same time, and at the recommendation of Dr. Moore, we will lift proof of vaccination requirements for all settings. Based on the advice of Dr. Moore, and what we have learned over the pandemic, we will need to keep masking in place for just a little bit longer. This is an important layer of protection that will allow us to proceed with our reopening plan safely. My friends, like all of you, I've waited a long time for this news, but please never doubt that the steps we took together, as difficult as they were, were absolutely necessary and saved tens of thousands of lives from COVID-19. And we're here today, we're able to take this step now because of each and every one of you, because of our nurses, our doctors, hospital workers, because of every single person who volunteered in a vaccine clinic and every single person who played a part in this fight. And let me be very clear, we're moving in this direction because it's safe to do so. Today's announcement is not because of what's happening in Ottawa or Windsor, but despite it. On Friday morning, I made the difficult decision to declare a state of emergency in Ontario. The police now have every single tool they need. They have every resource available to them. And we've made progress since speaking to you last time. I want to thank our police forces for their efforts over the weekend. The blockade at our border in Windsor has now come to an end. The Ambassador Bridge has reopened. We have managed the situation at the Blue Water border crossing in Sarnia. Toronto Police Services have successfully contained a second weekend of protest in Toronto. And while Ottawa remains a more complex situation involving municipal, provincial and federal law enforcement, all three levels of government are focused on ending the illegal occupation. To those who are still there, to those of you who are there with the sole objective of causing disruption and chaos, there will be serious consequences for this lawless activity we will continue to raise the consequences against those who are holding millions of jobs and people hostage. A number of personal vehicles were seized over the weekend, and those seizures will continue. Let me be clear. If you choose to use your vehicle to create chaos, you will lose that vehicle and your license, plain and simple. To our brave women and men in uniform, thank you for your service thank you for making us of the special powers we have authorized to manage the situation over the weekend my friends I know that this period has been one of the most divisive times in our history and one of the hardest things about this pandemic is the way it's fractured us as a society Differing views about government policies, the limits of personal freedoms, different views about vaccines, public health measures, and what steps are necessary. All of it has polarized us in a way that we could have never imagined. I've experienced this in my own family. It's been one of the hardest things my family and I have ever gone through. But for all of this, I can still take comfort in knowing that there remains so much that unites us. There's so much that still holds us together, and I take comfort in knowing that this awful pandemic will soon be behind us. And as hard as this period has been, time will heal this pain. And we will come out on the other end of this ordeal stronger, more resilient, and more united as Canadians. Thank you, and God bless the people of Ontario.
1: We'll go to the phone line for wow. questions. Just
2: <clears throat> well, for well, well, hey, we're going to have, have a lot to say up. here. First uh, question, actually, please. Actually,
1: before we get to the first question, just a, uh, that was a good speech. Mm-hmm. He did not say why he's getting rid of the Vax passports, and I'm kind of curious as to why, because I thought the people who like them would want an explanation for why we're getting rid of them. He didn't acknowledge that they didn't work a uh, bit of revisionist history there in talking about how removal was always the goal. We told you these were temporary. I mean, it's been two years. Don't lie to us now and say, like, you've been scrapping it out, trying to get these restrictions gone. You were dragged, kicking and screaming every single time we had to reopen. So please don't paint it like you were the warrior fighting for freedoms here, Doug, because that was not the case. You locked us down four times. You were the one who shut down those restaurants four times, salons, and the list goes on. Now, having said that, this is a good step. End of the month, Vax passports are gone. Capacity, we, we figured, Yep. Lim- yep. Capacity limits up on February seventeenth. So, restaurants, uh, gyms, all those places, as of what is it? Thursday can go to full capacity that's great 50 percent capacity on sporting events and in theaters until the end of the month um still gathering limits 25 indoors and 100 outdoors but Mm -hmm. then again those are gone at the end of the month march 1st basically everything is gone that i can see except for the mask mandate right hey listen i mean this is what we wanted This is what people have been asking for. It took the government a long time to come to this conclusion, to be able to read the room, but we're finally here. This should be good news. Good job, Doug Ford. Very nice to hear you acknowledge that even in your own household, you don't agree. Because yes, this division has been awful. Mm -hmm. It has been one of the worst parts of this pandemic is how divided people got, how much they dug in and took aside as either pro-vax or anti-vax. And I know- I don't even like the word anti-vax. There's a lot of people who aren't anti-vax. They're anti-this-vax no, or not yet right now. So that's fine. Wherever you stand on it, all the restrictions are ending. Let's listen into the Q&A for just a sec.
0: Your first question comes from Chris Russoe with the Toronto Star. Please go ahead. Hi hey, Chris. Oh, hi. Thanks. Hi there. Thanks for taking my questions. I'm just wondering if you can be a bit more specific about the masking mandate. Um, what kind of things will you be looking at? in order for that to happen, for
2: it to be dropped. Yeah, I'll pass that over to Dr. Moore. thank
1: you well I agree with the premier all of the metrics are improving dramatically in terms of the number of people hospitalized the number of people in the intensive care unit the percentage of tests that are positive so we'll continue to monitor those uh, data sets uh, as well as uh, the ongoing availability of PCR to make a decision on masking uh, as you know we've uh, always moved public health measures in a staged phased and evidence-based approach so we're opening up on the 17th again on the first and after that time period to Typically, uh, two weeks thereafter, we'll review all of the data and make further decisions on any other public health measures.
2: Follow-up. Yes,
0: thank you. Um, Premier, I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit about how you feel about the federal government using the Emergencies Act. I mean, the military has been used for COVID-19, for BC floods, and I'm just wondering how you feel about the military stepping in potentially um, for the convoy protests.
2: Well, I'll be uh, having a conference call with the Prime Minister and the Premiers at quarter after 10 so I may have to cut this off sooner, but I'm not too sure what the Prime Minister is going to discuss with us, uh, but I will tell you, I'll support the federal government and any proposals they have to bring law and order back to our province to make sure we stabilize uh, our, our businesses and trade around the world as the world is watching us right now, wondering if it's a, a stable environment to to open up businesses and expand businesses Uh, these occupiers uh, they're doing the total opposite what they they say they're there to do they're hurting hundreds of thousands of families millions of jobs across the province i've been speaking to numerous ceos of fortune 500 companies wondering if they should continue to expand well my message to them yes we're open for business continue to expand and we will guarantee you a stable uh, environment and to make sure we get goods. <laughs> I from do think one side of the it's border. funny
1: that he's already literally five minutes after he announced that the restrictions are up. He used the term open for business. Five open minutes. Open for business, Hi,
0: folks. <laughs> you, you made a point of saying that your easing of measures sooner has nothing to do with the protests. But I am going to ask you. Does this decision have anything to do with politics versus science? We know there's an election coming soon. You don't want any of your base uh. splintering off to other groups that are forming out of these protests. So how much of this actually is keeping an eye on the upcoming election?
2: Well, first of all, Cynthia, uh, despite the, the protesters, this plan was in place long before the protests uh, were, were out there. And uh, I wouldn't call them my my supporters, necessarily. I think it's a mixed uh, bunch of of everyone down there. But at the end of the day, we need law and order, uh, our country, is at risk right now. It's not just happening here in Ottawa. It's happening in BC and Alberta, uh, New Brunswick. And I've been in conversations with all the premiers. Uh, this is unacceptable. We won't accept it. We're going to move forward. Uh, we're going to make sure that we get back to normal as quickly as possible, again, despite uh, the occupations. We're going to continue uh, focus focusing on uh, making sure that we have a safe environment for companies.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I've heard everything we need to hear. If if, uh, anything good comes out of that, we'll probably circle back on it tomorrow. I I don't expect any... Huge earth-shattering stuff beyond this. No, but
0: and then, like he said, he's meeting with the prime minister anyway, um, so he'll have more to say on that later, and I'm sure we will tomorrow too.
1: Yeah, you know, I just if, if, if all indicators are, he's going to use the emergency measures act, and if he wants to do yeah. that, I guess that's his prerogative. He does need the consent of the opposition parties, and it has to be more or less a uh, everyone agrees kind of deal. I don't know why we would need that. I mean, the cops in Windsor did just fine clearing out that protest. I have to assume that the Ottawa police, who haven't really been able to get much done in three weeks, if they're given reinforcements, I would think they should be able to handle this without having to have the military on standby. And it's a weird look, too. I mean, I... I can just imagine what the conversation around the world is when Canada sends troops into the streets to clear the people that set up a hot tub and a bouncy castle on oh Wellington. You know, it's, I, uh, and not that I'm trying to downplay the seriousness of what's going on in Ottawa. It just seems like there's an easier way. And I'm wondering too, Doug made the announcement, Ontario's losing almost all restrictions within two weeks. Is that enough to send the people in Ottawa home? Or do they want every single mandate gone? Do they want the the PCR test requirement before you board the plane and, and when you get off the plane? Do they want that stuff gone? And does one really have
0: to do with the other? I understand how people want to equate it to political. And I've said it before that, yes, of course, there's politics involved in all and everything that's happening all the time. I don't necessarily think that today's announcement has anything to do with what's going on there. I think that it was it's it's time anyway. Look at the other provinces. They're moving along. We need to move along, too. And I really think that that's what it comes down to. Of course, he knows there's an election looming. And of course, he's going to make decisions based on that. But I don't think in this particular case that has everything to do with it. I think they also know they need to ease up. And I know that you and I have the same mindset on this. We both agree out with the Vax passports. Awesome. Capacity limits could probably ease a little bit. Keep masking. I think we both Pretty much agree on that. Yep. But there are some people out there who totally disagree. I'm already seeing some fear online. Like, oh, here we go. Sixth wave. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, you know, like I said, again, if you don't feel safe doing it, don't. I am curious to hear from those who haven't had a vax passport, who haven't had their vaccine. Like you haven't dined in, for example. And how long now, if that's the case? Uh, it oh, goes well,
1: back to at least last summer. A
0: long time. So do you have plans to do something right away? I am curious to hear from you. And if you ever feel like you want to speak to us on any of any of the topics that we cover, you can always leave us a, a voicemail at 519-772-4443. And every now and again, we'll, we'll go and hop into our inbox and check that out. But I am curious how those people feel, because that's kind of like a nice relief of, OK, I can do some things that will make me feel like a normal human. And, and it's we're made aware now that these Vax passports, even though he didn't say it, you're right, Scott, these Vax passports were kind of fucking useless. They were.
1: Hey, if you're one of those people who's going to flip out today because we're getting rid of the Vax passports, please just remember one thing. The CDC themselves, way, way, way back at the beginning of January, said the vaccines are doing their job. They're preventing serious outcomes in hospital, but they cannot stop transmission. If they don't stop transmission, they're not effective in a passport system. That's it. When it comes to uh, vax passports, how about some real life data? Mm -hmm. We had them for more than six months and still got shut down. We still got shut down even when it was only fully vaccinated people coming into the country, fully vaccinated people on planes, fully vaccinated people in restaurants and in gyms. Even though everyone in there was vaccinated, we still got shut down. Yeah. So there tells you right then and there. That is a real world Ontario example. They just didn't work. And I don't know. Is there a, a... A refund option from Pfizer and Moderna? I I don't know. I mean, did we think that they were going to work? Some people did. Well, Some people were skeptical.
0: There's a difference between the vaccines working and the vax passports not working. The vax passports didn't work for us. It doesn't mean the vaccines didn't work to keep a lot of people who otherwise would have ended up in the hospital in the hospital. I do believe in the vaccine still.
1: Well, yes. I mean, I do too. I, I do believe that people should get vaccinated. And when it comes to the shots... We put that Vax passport system in place for two reasons. Number one, to try and keep people safe. And number two, to piss people off. They were there to try and get people to get their shots. And a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. But I think they know now there's no way we're going to be able to do that with the boosters. There's millions of people that haven't got a booster. And they probably have made up their mind that they're not. So... It doesn't work as an incentive anymore. There's no more carrot and stick thing here with the VAX passports. And if they're not reducing transmission, then what's the point?
0: Do you flip the script at this point then? If we we know now, okay, VAX passports are up, guys, it's done. So you feel like there may not be an incentive. And I again, I hate that they use this word throughout. An incentive to get that booster. However, do you try to position yourself differently going forward? And I mean, you know, uh, the medical teams in this case, or whoever it might be, Dr. Kieran Moore, whoever it is, did they say, let's try to encourage people to get this as a, for the time being, a yearly shot. So, okay, you know what? You're not going to jump to your booster right away. You got your second dose in July of 2021. Let's try to recommend that you continue getting your shot around the same time every year, if that's the case. Do you position it as more of a flu shot?
1: I mean, this kind of is the new flu. If we're going to learn to live with it, part of it is preparing for... COVID season. And we know COVID season is going to start in and around October, November of next year. That's probably a time when most people who have been vaccinated and even boosted their immunity protection is going to be substantially down because we know that the shot does wane after time. So it's probably a good idea to position it as, hey, COVID's out and maybe they can even anticipate which variant is going to dominate. And then you get your COVID shot in and around the same time you get your flu shot. That seems like a fairly normal thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we took so long to get to that conclusion, but I think part of it was we needed to learn that the current vaccines were not stopping transmission. If they were even slowing it, we don't know. But if they were, it didn't do enough to keep us from being locked down. So I think if it comes down to it, if, if they trot out there next October and say, it's flu shot season. It's COVID shot season. You should get a COVID shot because if you don't, our hospitals could get overrun and you can see this whole thing starting over again in about six months. It'll be a
0: fluvid shot, right? Like, or something, you know that obviously they have the technology and the ability to put two in one, you know, depending on the, whatever strain the flu might be for next flu season. I'm, I'm assuming something like that might happen.
1: Maybe, you know, one of the other things I'm wondering here too, is they've announced the end of the restrictions When are we going to announce that we're turning down the taps a little bit on the spending? I'm looking around and I'm still seeing five, six, seven, eight vax clinics in every city. And not a one of them is booked up. It's all walk-ins at this point. Can we redirect some of those people back to the hospitals now and get those surgeries started again? Or is it absolutely necessary that we need four mass vax clinics in every city that aren't booked up?
0: The surgeries are so important, Scott. And I really hope that they do address that soon, uh, unless it's happening today and we're missing a question or two about that. Who knows? But if they don't, they should. That's one thing. Second thing, absolutely. I mean, at this point, I would go even further and just say, if you want your shot, you book with your doctor. Let's yeah. open these things up again.
1: Shut down these clinics. They were good when we had millions of people lined up, but right now there's not millions of people lined up. You could probably keep those go-vax buses on the road if you really want to, and and maybe they just go to workplaces or schools or whatever. I don't know that we need these mass-vax clinics and the massive cost that goes into them, besides the actual cost of the vaccine. Yeah. We're paying a fortune for these things. So if there's any way to get... Uh, a few more healthcare workers back working in healthcare That would be just lovely. Tomorrow, we'll circle back on whatever we missed on this. But again, the announcement this Thursday, February 17th. That's Thursday, right?
0: 14, that is, 15, yeah, it's the 14th today. Yeah, that's Thursday.
1: Restaurants and bars go to 100% capacity. Sporting events stay at 50% until the end of the month. Until the end of the month, capacity limits are 25 indoors, 100 outdoors. No vax passports, no capacity restrictions indoors, effective March 1st, no end date to the mask mandate. Fine. I I can live with that. I'm good with it. uh, I'm already seeing people take their masks off anyway. I don't know if it's in solidarity with what's going on with these protests or people are just deciding they've had enough. I don't feel all that comfortable in that scenario. If I see somebody walking around without a mask, I still do a double take because it seems weird to me now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easier. I, I, like I told you, I think I said this on the podcast. I've been out to a couple of different places where I've spotted numerous people without masks on and that's the comfort level, right? Again, you're not supposed to, of course there's a mandate in effect, but you know, it's going to happen more and more as we get closer to that timeline and the question of where, when are the masks coming off for us, which I'm assuming like, I don't know if I had to guess, it'd be like April maybe where we would go. No masks. but who knows? It could, we could all be surprised by that. But yeah, you're going to see it more and more. Absolutely. And especially as the as the weather gets warmer, too. People are just, it, it's not going to spread as fast. That's just the way it works.
1: We've been waiting for this.
0: It's
2: the one and only DRE.
0: Now let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. A snake that's a touchable like delicate The track, is your eardrum like a slut to your chest. Like the best for your chimney
2: in the city, you say.
1: Football, mama, got
2: that was, was a good surprise. amazing.
0: I was, I, by the way, didn't sit down during that performance. I was standing in my living room. And when 50 Cent showed up, that was a true surprise. I was like shoved my husband, like, holy fuck! <laughs> Look who it is! I don't know why it didn't dawn on me. Of course, 50 Cent could show up to that. Uh, no hologram, So that rumor was uh, false. Or maybe they changed their mind on it. They've already done it before, just with Sans M&M, but they've done it before. So uh, I loved it. I loved it through and through. A few of my thoughts on it. Number one, more m and More Eminem m was my biggest complaint. Like, why only... I'm glad it was... I mean, to pick one song, lose yourself's a good one. Sure. You know, you're only going to pick one song. I'm glad you did that one. That was perfect. It fit with the Super Bowl theme. The whole nine. Fantastic. I would have liked to see a performance of forgot about Dre. That's my personal favorite with Mm -hmm. M and Dre. That would have been lovely. Um, but I like that Dre was, uh, was there the the entire time during M's performance. Love that. Um, Kendrick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know I got, I
0: took some heat for that on, on social, but here's my deal. It's not that I don't like Kendrick Lamar. I actually really like Kendrick Lamar. One of my favorite songs is humble. He didn't even perform humble. So that's just me though. That's my personal. That's my personal favorite song of his. It's not to say that he wasn't a good performer. Actually, I really liked his performance and what he did. It just didn't fit for me. Like, for me, it was like, yes, this is the era. This is the early 2000s. This was my high school experience. And then Kendrick came in. And for me, Kendrick came in To life later on you know what i mean Uh we didn't know kendrick when we knew M, when we knew snoop when we knew mary j when we knew dre so that for me is why it didn't really fit personally my thoughts mary j looked fantastic sounded fantastic i could have done without normal no more drama and bring in real love instead again that's just me being nitpicky on my favorite songs um and dre nailed it everything was great i thought that he had a, a perfect amount of time and still gave enough time for everybody else to have something in there and the, like I said, the 50 cent one was fantastic. I was watching like a TikTok from someone who's at the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium and recording what was going on because that's what people do, I guess, instead of just watching it. But it was really neat to see the transition between songs, which were very seamless. And obviously, you've got Dr. Dre, I'm assuming, producing the seamless performance. The so most credible the doctor guy. on television, that's by the right. way. That's right. The only one we like right now. Uh, no, but the, the moment that they're pointing down and then at, uh, 50 Cent is hanging upside down, that happened in split seconds. They were literally wrapping the song. You see dancers coming in and you don't know what's about to happen. 50 like flies into there because he didn't want anyone in the stadium to know he's about to perform. He wanted it to be a true surprise both for those watching on television and for those in the stadium. So someone escorted him. He ran, jumped, flipped upside down and he really did that. He didn't need any help. And, And people were... Stop... Stop talking shit about him and saying, "Oh, he went from Fifty Cent to looking like whatever. Like he doesn't look very good." Buck Fifty. He's, yeah. I saw a lot of that. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like it. I don't like it whether you're talking about men or women. Like first of all he's got more money and he is his show power I mean he's got a lot of shit on the go he's fine he doesn't need you to critique him for sure and he looks fine and he did a great job he his, he performed fantastic upside down at I think he's 46 now or something like that like I was pretty impressed uh but it was just so seamless uh really the only critiques like I said I would have liked to see him a little bit more and and that's it I really really liked it
1: I I agree with just about everything you said. I do kind of understand where they were going with the Kendrick thing because I don't think it was supposed to be all throwbacks. And when you look at the actual genres and the eras, I mean, it's real easy to lump Dre and Eminem and Mary J. Blige in together and Snoop. In reality, Snoop and Dre are going back to the 80s. Eminem was like a late 90s, early 2000s thing. That's also when Mary J. blew up. Uh, adding Kendrick just seems like the modern era. And what I'm doing is because they wanted to showcase L.A. And and Kendrick is L.A. too. And I think they wanted something just a little more relevant because if you're a general Zer, even an xy I mean, Snoop Dogg's your grandfather's age. He's legit your grandfather. Same with Dre. I think they just wanted somebody a little younger that could relate to the younger crowd. So it wasn't like if we all watched, I don't know, some big 70s group perform, they would look old. They really would. And Dre and Snoop did look old to a whole generation of young people. So maybe the Kendrick Lamar thing was just there to sort of bridge the gap. Now, if I'm Kendrick Lamar and they ask me to do that, I'm probably going to ask a few more questions because if he had known... Yeah, you're going to come out for one song. We could give you two, but we want to bring in a celebrity, uh, another throwback artist. So you're really only going to be on for about a minute and a half. I probably would have taken a pass until they want me to do the whole show. And Kendrick Lamar could very well be a, a halftime performer on his own someday because he is lit, legit one of the best out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, exposure is exposure, though, and all you need to do is take a look at the like Apple's iTunes chart or Spotify chart today to see exactly what the Super Bowl halftime performance will do for your career, regardless of whether you been around since the early 2000s or you've been around you know or you're more recent like Kendrick I hear what you're saying yeah absolutely could have been strategic again I go back to we talked about it last week the Kendrick versus Eminem you know battle that has been going on too again just for me it just didn't fit he would have been great and maybe yeah maybe on his own maybe with a different crew but I all around I loved it it was just so nostal- for me it was just nostalgia nostalgia nostalgia
1: a little bit of the commercials. Cable guy. No thanks. I don't need cable. I have Verizon 5G internet. Never heard of it. 5G ultra wideband. It's way better. I see. So somehow your home is connected to Verizon's ultra fast 5G network wirelessly, without miles and miles of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Wait. Jim Carrey is cable guy.
0: I love Jim Carrey.
1: Verizon, install it. Yeah, okay, we don't need to play more. Uh, I was hoping we had the Austin... (laughs) Mike Myers, Austin Powers, Dr. Evil. Yeah. Um, Listen, the Super Bowl commercials this year, not only were they a step above, especially after last year. Last year, for those who don't remember, restrictions like crazy, and a lot of advertisers dialed back the budget. So we didn't see some of those big productions like we did last night. They were well done. I mean, bringing back Mike Myers to do Dr. Evil... It was kind of fun to watch that. I mean, they did a good job.
0: Yeah, more celebrities I think in these commercials than ever before. It makes you wonder what like the regular television actors, you know, who do these kinds of things how they feel about it. Like, oh, here we go. All the Super Bowl ones are going to be celebrities. But that's what gets people watching. That's what gets people talking about your product. That's what gets people saying mentioning Amazon Alexa because Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson did a commercial or whatever it might be. That's what gets people talking about Lay's because Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd did a commercial for them which was also really funny. But so, I mean, every single it was like celebrity after celebrity after celebrity, nonstop. And I did think about you when I saw the commercial... That took you back to the Sopranos.
1: The Silverado one. Yeah. Oh god, that truck that looks co- good. I didn't
0: even. It's funny. I didn't even watch Sopranos, but I, of course everybody knows the theme song. Woke up this morning, and as soon as it came on, I thought, "Oh, I see what they're doing now. They're recreating the the beginning, but it's the daughter, and that I did recognize."
1: So I tweeted that to Chevy this morning, and they wrote back and said, "Boss mode activated." <laughs> Fucking right. Right on. You know, I thought that new F one fifty pickup truck was my next vehicle. I saw that when it came out last Aww. year, and I thought, there's no way I'm buying another vehicle that's not an F-150 electric. But holy shit, the power of a good commercial. I may be going Chevy See, Cat. I-, I might go Silverado. <laughs> I don't even know when it's coming out or how much it's going to cost, but I love that Ad- truck. Ad- Advertising works. Yes, it does. Holy. They're
0: happy to hear that, because that, they spent a lot of money on that. No doubt about it. Uh,
1: all in all, the game itself was just, eh. I'm sorry. Okay. It was just, eh. if you're a Bengals fan, no real surprise. You were underdogs going in. You made it real close. You've got nothing to be ashamed of. The Bengals were a, a fairy tale this season, and the fact that they went as far as they did and made that as much of a game as they did, they were up with 90 seconds left in the game. They were going to win the Super Bowl, except for that last 90 seconds, and that could have gone either way too. One pick, something stu- a fumble, anything happens, and the Bengals win that. You got to kind of be happy, though, for the Rams. You got to be happy for Stafford. He put in, what was it, 12 years with the Detroit Lions getting his ass kicked all year. And then he goes to a better team and, boom, wins the Super mm. Bowl. That's a great story. I love stuff like that. That's
0: cool. Good for him. That's cool. I like seeing all the celebrities in the crowd, too. You had, like, JLo and Ben Affleck and Shaq. And I believe Kanye was there, too. LeBron. And LeBron. And, oh, my gosh, like, so many celebrities at the game. What did you think of The Rock and his little... Um, I guess he was there. He was supposed to like amp up the crowd. Is that what
1: the purpose was? Yeah. I've never seen the, the Super Bowl bring in a hype man before, but that that's what they did.
0: <laughs> I didn't think it needed one. All he <laughs> needed was the reggae one. horn. But it's cool. I mean, who doesn't like Dwayne The Rock Johnson? He's such a fan of the game, though. To me, I feel like that was more them fulfilling his wish than vice versa. Yeah. You know, because most people seek him out for anything, any product endorsement. Come do my movie. Come be in my commercial. Please, Rock. Here's my presentation and all the monies. It was probably like, hi, I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson, NFL. Can I please be your hype man? I'll pay you. (laughs) That's what I really feel. Uh, But hey, that's great. That's great. I think it was good.
1: Uh, Quickly, before we wrap it up, how is your Valentine's Day shaping up?
0: I had Valentine's Day at my house yesterday, but we really just celebrate with the kids. I've mentioned that before. So I had their entire playroom was all decked out Valentine's Day stuff. They each got to open a present and... Uh, that kind of thing. And last night, I guess, kind of was a date night, although it wasn't really necessarily to do with Valentine's. It was because of the Super Bowl, but we had a nice little date night, my husband and I, not really doing anything today.
1: It's funny because we were talking about this on our radio show today and and just asking, you know, like, because our target demographic is the people that remember those those artists growing up. And we asked people about their experience watching the halftime show. And it's amazing how many people said their kids were trying to tell them to turn it down. And it usually doesn't happen like that. Usually it's parents telling kids to turn it down. But kids were telling their parents, turn it down. And the amount of parents that realized their kid likes shitty music.
0: (laughs) Because they can't appreciate what was on television last night. They were watching
1: grandpa and and grandpa up there performing, forgot about (laughs) Dre or whatever. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And parents are like, oh shit, no. You did not just say that about the greatest singer of all time. The greatest rapper producer of all time. You don't disrespect you're, Dre. You're grounded, you little bastard. Yeah, and tomorrow <laughs> we're going through my old CD collection. You're going to learn some shit tomorrow. You're gonna <laughs> you can listen take to- your TikTok music and shove it up your ass. You're going to start listening to good stuff around you're here. You're going to
0: listen to the Chronic 50 times in a row until <laughs> you get it.
1: I have to sit there and listen to all your Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift records. You're going to listen to some goddamn Dr. Dre. <laughs> That's how this is going to go down. It was great. Uh, one story before we go. Oh, and then I'll tell you about my Valentine's Day.
0: Okay.
1: Two sisters, the family did a get together. They decided they wanted to go to Disney World. Fine. So they all went. Yeah, it's good even when you're adults to do it. Sure. So you got two sisters, a 29 and a 31 year old. They're both from New Jersey. Everybody had dinner, and then the parents and and the rest of the family went home. The girls decided they were going to go to an Irish pub. I know of one Irish pub. It's called Raglan's Road, and I, too, was once asked to leave there. These girls got so drunk that security said to them, okay, it's time to go. Security called them an Uber. Uber refused to take them because they were loaded. And then for some reason, the two sisters got into a fight the older one said the younger one was a bad mom and slapped her oh jeez! younger one started throwing punches and then at one point younger sister even puked so security's now trying to separate these two girls it's right outside the Cirque du Soleil tent (laughs) trying to separate these two girls but girls that want to fight they want to fight and sometimes even the best most trained security guard cannot stop two ladies that want to throw hands they went back at each other, and that's when younger sister slipped in her own pile of puke. <laughs> she slipped in the puke and then fell into the bushes.
0: <laughs> I wish I could see this.
1: Not even kidding. So she falls into the bushes. She gets up, and she's all pukey now. <laughs> she Kat, She took her dress off because she didn't want to continue this fight in a puke-covered dress. So now she's standing there in just her underwear... Sandals and no bra. Oh no. Topless fighting her sister outside Cirque du Soleil oh, near downtown Disney.
0: Oh my shit, that's great.
1: Both arrested for battery and domestic violence. The district attorney opted not to pursue charges, so the charges were <laughs> dropped and they were sent home with a warning. Wow. Isn't that wild? Wow. And how was your fucking weekend?
0: No shit. The most (laughs) magical place on earth. You guys can't figure out a way to get along. It's Disney. What do you really have to fight about? It's Disney. I guess alcohol fuels the flame, but my God. Yeah. I I wish I could see that.
1: Next time uh, Dave's in, I think it'll be Friday. I'll try and remember to talk about why we got asked to leave Raglan's Road at downtown Disney. It's a great story. Um, Valentine's Day is today. Bar has been raised. Girlfriend uh, woke up this morning and and Uber Eats me uh, Starbucks.
0: That's so nice.
1: Breakfast. Yes. Coffee. Yes. Even banana bread my favorite thing. <sighs> so
0: what are I mean, you doing?
1: Well, this is the question.
0: <sighs> Good luck. I
1: don't even know.
0: She started off your day on the right note. I know. Like, I mean. In all fairness, ugh.
1: my day was like six hours underway by the time she woke up. So <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to say that she started well, my she day. Well, she started
0: her day by wanting to make you happy. Right. That's, you know, that's pretty selfless. I know. You better do something big. Um, Do you need help going to buy the ring or are you good by yourself? (laughs) Because I can help you out.
1: Well, you know what's funny is our uh, studio sponsor is (laughs) Raffi Jewelers. And uh, Raffi's got this incredible store in Cambridge where they even have a Rolex room. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. And I've gone in and I looked in the room and it was kind of like one of those, oh, how bad do I want to be? Do I want to be bad? Nope, nope. I'm not going to tempt myself. And I didn't even walk in that room didn't even bother. I just peeked in and it's gorgeous. But anyway, they've invited us to come down and and they've said, Hey, if you need help shopping for this or that, we'll, we'll Mm -hmm. give you a personal (laughs) shopper. And I'm thinking, eh, actually. I wrote this off as a bad idea initially and now I got that coffee this morning and no a coffee doesn't equal jewelry but it also doesn't not equal jewelry so I don't know. I may just stop in on my way home. We'll see. If you
0: like it then should put a ring on it.
1: I'm thinking more like a nice tennis bracelet or something. A bracelet, a necklace.
0: You could start that way and move your way to a ring absolutely.
1: Start at the top and work your way down to the hand. (laughs) That's
0: (laughs) right
1: (laughs) Earrings it is Have yourselves a fantastic Valentine's, Uh, you and to all the single people, all the people who are making it about their pets or their kids today. However you do Valentine's, you do have a great day.
0: Enjoy it. It's a day of love. Love yourself. You can just make it about yourself. Enjoy.
1: The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy